You're listening to Kindful, the podcast. I'm Hannah. I'm a certified meditation and mindfulness teacher, as well as a creative and a lifelong seeker. This podcast is designed to inspire a new way of being, living in the moment with more ease and alignment with our true selves. I'm on a wild journey of self-discovery and love, and I'm here to share that journey with you with all of the tools, tips, and lessons I learned along the way. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to get into today's episode, and I really hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Editing Hannah coming in here to just add a little disclaimer for the start of this episode. I just want to stress that I am in no way a medical professional or practitioner. I have just had a lot of experience with a lot of different health and healing modalities and I want to share that experience with you and I hope that what I talk about today will give you a little bit of an insight into my own personal journey with healing and with working through a lot of different physical experiences, physical things that I've been through. And so I just wanted to mention that and really stress that because I think that there's a lot of people out there spreading misinformation about different things. And I just want to be really clear that I'm not in any way trying to imply that I'm an expert in this area. I just want to share my own personal journey with you because I feel like I have a lot of experience that I can share and perhaps it might help you wherever you're at on your own journey. So I just wanted to mention that and let's jump into the episode. Hello and welcome back to Kindful, the podcast. I'm so happy to have you here today listening and I'm really excited about today's conversation. This has been a long time coming. So before we get into it, perhaps let's take a nice deep breath, inhaling through the nostrils, pausing at the top and then a big exhale or big sigh to release. Let it all go. And let's do that again, inhaling and exhaling. Wow. So today's conversation is going to be all about the holistic health space, my journey with holistic health and healing and basically the lowdown on pretty much all of the natural holistic health modalities that are out there. Mm, Not everything. I have tried a whole lot of different modalities over the year, over the years. And I feel like I have a lot that I can share and a lot of experience trying these different things. And I know I've said this before, I'm someone who's very open to trying new things and very open to experimenting with different techniques, with different tools, with different approaches to health and well-being. And I think that that's in a way been a really supportive and positive attitude to have um, or approach to have. But also, I mean, it's not cheap. (laughs) A lot of these modalities um, can 
be expensive, be a bit of an investment, but it's really been a process for me to kind of shift the way I view investing in myself and investing in my health and well-being. And that's going to be a conversation for a whole other time. I really want to talk about what it means to invest in ourselves because I think that we have we all have a different idea of what this means and so I kind of want to share my thoughts on that topic but that's a conversation for another time because today I really just want to talk to you about my own journey with holistic health and healing and all the different things that I've tried and my experience with them so that you might find out what it is that you want to try or you might learn about a few different modalities that perhaps you've never heard of or you've heard of but you haven't tried and so I have a huge list here because like I said I have tried basically everything I mean I'm sure that's not true I'm always uncovering and discovering new things Um, but how it all kind of came about for me because this has only really happened in the last I want to say five or so years that I've been trying and testing out different holistic health methods. And when I say holistic health, I mean, or alternative health modalities or healing modalities. So not like your standard kind of Western medicine approach to health and well-being and healing, but more of an alternative or a holistic approach. So trying different things like mind-body connection, we'll, we'll get into it as the conversation goes on, but I'm really talking here about trying different approaches that are out there to healing our bodies. And I've been on quite the journey of healing my body, so there's a few things that there's a few things I want to talk about here. I if you're not aware, I haven't talked about it a whole lot on the podcast before, but I actually experienced chronic neck pain and really bad headaches. So, I had constant headaches for I'm trying to think how long or when it was that they started. I remember that they started when I moved back from Canberra to Melbourne, which was late 2013 or 14, I believe. I can't remember exactly, but it was a long time ago. Like this is something that I've been managing and dealing with for a very long time now. And as you can imagine, having a constant headache was extremely debilitating and extremely upsetting and stressful because I had never, I mean, I had headaches like everyone gets from time to time being tired or sick or um, run down or whatever, stressed, dehydrated, but I had never experienced it to that degree. And it was just so completely debilitating and now looking back I can't pinpoint exactly what happened or why but I did have a very minor car accident and the headaches actually started after this so part of me thinks that that kind of triggered it but I know now from what I've learned and what I've 
my own personal research that I've done that there is definitely an emotional component and I'm going to get into that. So I'm, I'm pretty sure like as I'm piecing together the different parts of my journey, I can see that what was probably happening was that when I moved back to Melbourne from, I was living in Canberra for a couple of years. And when I moved cities, I just lost my grandma. So I was going through the grief of that. And I was also in a long distance relationship with my now ex-husband. And I think a part of me knew deep down that we weren't uh, compatible, but I think that I felt obligated to stay in that relationship because he had waited for me while I was living interstate for work. So like there's so much here that I could unpack, but really what I think happened is that it was at that time that I started to really abandon myself and abandon how I was feeling emotionally and there's such a strong connection between emotions and the physical body and how that those manifest as physical pain and I'm not going to get into that because I'm not an expert I'm not a uh, health physician or practitioner so I'm not going to get into that but there's so much research out there there's so many books out there that you can read about this topic and so through my own journey of experience and trying different things I've learned a lot over the years so oh gosh sorry there's a bit of noise in the background I'm just going to pause for a moment and gather my thoughts there's been a lot of movement happening in the building and I know I'm trying to not let it bother me the noise um But yeah, so this is how it kind of started out for me. I started experiencing really bad neck pain and headaches and I had really bad jaw pain and tension and I was just in a constant state of pain, which is not something I had ever experienced before. And so as you can imagine, it was very debilitating and very unsettling and upsetting. And so I went and kind of went down the normal route that often is recommended like physio I saw physios I also saw myotherapists and I saw a TMJ like a jaw specialist to try and help with the jaw pain I went and got Botox into my jaw because that's something that my doctor had recommended that I could try my doctor also put me on to these really strong painkillers I was on codeine like it was crazy and I gained a lot of weight in my face because it was, I think it's called prednisolone. It's a drug that can help relieve pain, but it causes like, I think it's called chipmunk, chipmunk something. I don't know, something to do with chipmunks. And anyway, it was wild. And I just kind of was like, this does not feel right. Like my body does not want to be constantly taking drugs. I don't want to be constantly having to take drugs. I even had this TMJ specialist recommend drinking wine to help relax myself. Like at what point did one of these practitioners even think about some sort of natural way of relieving stress? Like it's kind of crazy to me. And I know that the 
industry has changed and I know that a lot more information now has come out about things like mindfulness and meditation as a way to relieve stress and to relieve physical pain and tension. But I really did feel at the time like that was kind of overlooked and I was just being prescribed these different drugs and forking out all this money for physios and specialists and I wasn't seeing any lasting results. And it wasn't until someone recommended to me Bowen therapy. So Bowen therapy is an alternative health modality or a holistic health modality. I probably should have pulled up a definition before I launched into this conversation. So I'm just going to Google it now while I'm talking to you. But it says here, a Bowen treatment consists of sequences of small moves at varying pressures, each at a specific site on the body. The treatment is pleasant. Therapists use light cross-fiber maneuvers of muscle, tendon or ligament with no forceful manipulation. And here it says the Bowen technique is an alternative type of physical manipulation named after Australian Thomas Ambrose Bowen. There you go. <laughs> uh, it says here, there is no clear evidence that the technique is a useful medical intervention. And that's just so disappointing to read something like that because I feel like there is still such a stigma and just so many... Uh, misconceptions around holistic modalities like Bowen therapy. Again, I'm not going to get into the details because I'm not a, an expert, but that is just so disappointing to see something like that. There's no clear evidence that this is useful. I mean, maybe they just haven't done enough research into it. But for me, I booked in my first Bowen therapy session and I had immediate results. I'm talking like the next day I was in no pain and I think it was about three or four weeks where I had zero pain or very, very minimal pain, which for me, someone who had lived with chronic neck pain at this stage for about three years or something, I don't know exactly how long it was, but it was a long time from when it started. This was huge. This was huge to find something that could give me that amount of extended relief from pain was huge. And so I went back a few times and the place that I booked the Bowen therapy appointment was actually at a yoga studio and a health, a holistic health clinic that I ended up working at. So this was like five years later. And um, so I'm going to jump around a little bit with timelines, but I saw that they were a yoga studio as well. And I saw that they had like one of those introduction trial period offers. And I was like, why not? I like yoga. I used to do yoga a lot when I was younger. Let's sign up and let's give it a go. And so I ended up signing up and I did like a 30 day trial at this yoga studio and I loved it. And I felt so much better in my body. I was doing the bone therapy and I was also doing yoga a few times a week and I felt really good and as many of you would know meditation is a big part of yoga so this was probably where I got reintroduced to meditation or the practice of meditation and I felt so much better and so I ended up signing up to that yoga studio and I ended up going for a couple of years 
And it wasn't until COVID hit that I paused my membership because everything closed down, all the yoga studios and gyms and everything closed down. So I went, I kept going there for years. And when I was, when I went off the pill in my, in the previous relationship that I was in, I'm just going to put it, I'm just going to say it bluntly, like we were trying to get pregnant, right? We got married, we were trying to get pregnant and my cycles were all over the place. And I saw at this point that I had heard that acupuncture was a, an effective way to regulate your cycles and to help you to help with fertility and help with getting pregnant. And so I booked in for some acupuncture and I went and saw that acupuncturist for a couple of months and I ended up, as many of you would know, I got pregnant. And, oh, I feel like I'm, again, jumping around with timelines, but it was actually at the start of that year, start of 2019, that I set the intention to work on my self-worth because I had realized that I was really struggling with self-worth and so a friend had recommended shout out to my beautiful friend Alice she had recommended trying hypnotherapy as a way to work on different things different issues um, that you're struggling with and I can't remember exactly what it was specifically that I wanted to work on, but I know self-worth was one of the things. So I just went ahead and booked in with my friend's hypnotherapist. And this was kind of the next new modality that I was trying out. And so I think I wanted it to help with the neck pain because I was still experiencing some neck pain. And I also wanted to work on self-worth. So I went and saw this beautiful hypnotherapist here in Melbourne. I'll leave if anyone's Melbourne-based and wants to try out some of these modalities that I'm mentioning. And some of them have also been online. So I'll just leave all the details in the show notes and you can go check it out and see for yourself if you'd like to give it a go. But the next thing I kind of went on to try was hypnotherapy. And again, I had some great results. I really felt like it helped me to shift how I felt about myself. It helped me to feel more relaxed, more calm. And I'm actually reading a book about hypnotherapy at the moment. And the author describes it as meditation with a goal. So we're starting to see a little bit of a theme here, like things that help to reduce stress, things that help to relax, things that help us to be present. These are all beautiful healing practices that have really had a huge impact on my life. And so I was still at this point going to the yoga studio, still doing yoga and meditation as part of that. And I had started to see this hypnotherapist and I went and did a few sessions with her and that was great. And then I actually ended up going back because early on in the pregnancy. So like I said, I tried acupuncture to help with my cycles and that did help and it did help me to get pregnant. And I, yes, was early on, I I was probably about seven weeks pregnant, quite early on in the pregnancy. And I just had a feeling that something was off. 
I just remember one day feeling like something doesn't feel right. I had stopped feeling nauseous and that was one of the main pregnancies, pre- pregnancy symptoms that I experienced was nausea. And so something in me was like, mm, this doesn't feel right. But I was trying to remain positive and trying to remain calm and not jump to conclusions. And so I went back to see my hypnotherapist, Astrid, and I just wanted a session to help me to calm down my nerves and to trust that everything's going to be okay, the pregnancy's going to be fine. And so I booked in and I remember talking to her about how I was feeling and it was funny because in the session when we got into it and how hypnotherapy works is you lay down on a table. I guess you could probably do it in a chair. So just like a really comfortable position. And she put blankets on me and had pillows and all these things. So you're just really comfortable. And then she kind of talks. I mean, you have a bit of a conversation first. So it's kind of like a little bit of a therapy session and talk about what you want to work on, what your intention is or what your goal is. Again, if we think about hypnotherapy being meditation with a goal, what happens is that you're dropping into the theta brainwave state. So this is the state that we can often or we can access when we get to meditation. It's also the brainwave state that we're in when we're just waking up first thing in the morning or just before we go to sleep. So it's kind of in between sleep and being awake. It's kind of the in-between. So it's a very receptive state to be in. It's often where we can get to the subconscious mind and we can access the subconscious beliefs and reprogram them, which is actually how it works. Again, not being an expert or a specialist, uh, but I do kind of have a basic understanding of how the the mind works and how the subconscious mind works. And this is where we can make changes through things like hypnotherapy or meditation because we are accessing that subconscious mind where so many of our beliefs and our patterns and our thoughts live. And so anyway, I lay down and I did, I got into the hypnotherapy session like we always did. And I don't remember exactly how it happened, but I had this kind of vision And it may sound crazy, but I was able to visualize myself teaching meditation, becoming a meditation teacher. I came up with the brand name, Kindful Co. It came to me in this hypnotherapy session. I saw the logo, like how I wanted to create the logo. Like it all kind of came to me in this session, which sounds crazy, I know, (laughs) but it's true. I feel like in a way the universe was saying this is what you're meant to birth right now and I know again this probably makes me sound crazy but this was my experience and this is how Kindful Co came about and so of course as many of you would know I went on to lose the pregnancy and I went through that process of grieving and of going through a really difficult time of just kind of yeah being with that experience and being in it and 
stopping and I was forced to really stop and to slow down and ended up going through a separation months later because I realised that that wasn't the right relationship for me and it was not healthy and that was what needed to happen. But through that hypnotherapy experience, I decided that I wanted to become a meditation teacher and I went on to take my meditation teacher training later that year and here I am now, a few years later. Like it's pretty crazy how it all happened. And so I'm going to, I know we kind of went on a little bit of a tangent here, but I'm just kind of trying to tell the story of how I've tried lots of different experiences and lots of different modalities that have supported me on my journey. And so meditation has been a huge part of this journey. And hello, Nala, she's just coming up to say hello. Uh, Meditation has been such a big part of my journey, as you can probably tell. It was something that got me through that really difficult time. It was something that helped me to make that decision, slowing down, being with myself, being with the experience and reconnecting with what I believe to be my higher or most more authentic self. And so anyway, I am really grateful for all these different things that have helped me. And I didn't mention something that I wanted to mention, but I didn't mention is also before I ended up leaving the relationship, I started doing some coaching and I know I've talked a little bit on here about my experience with coaching. Again, this is something that I want to talk about in the episode that I do about investing in ourselves because I think that that's one of the ways that we can invest in ourselves is through coaching, but I do have a lot of thoughts on that. But I did do some coaching. I did group coaching with a confidence coach and she, her husband is a meditation teacher and he owns or owned the gym that Alex used to work at. So this is where I ended up joining the gym and I found them, discovered them, and I also ended up meeting my now husband, Alex. So it is a small world, but these, this couple, so the husband does shamanic healing and he also teaches meditation and takes meditation classes and his wife is a confidence coach. So I did some work with them in their group coaching program, which I definitely definitely believe helped me to work on my self-worth. It helped me to grow and it helped me to build up the confidence to leave that relationship and to start my life over as scary as it was. I definitely believe that that helped me to work through that period of time. And so this then leads me on to my next kind of chapter where I ended up going full circle and working for this yoga studio and health clinic that I started, that I just first kind of discovered any of these alternative healing modalities at. And it's a beautiful place here in Melbourne and I ended up working for them for about a year doing some reception work, doing some admin and also doing their marketing and social media because that's my background is in communications and marketing. 
And so, of course, being an employee at this place, I found myself being really curious about trying some more different modalities. So I tried Reiki, which is like energy healing. I don't really know how to explain it, so I'm just going to let you Google that one if you're interested in reading about Reiki. I also had a tarot reading, which was really cool. And so she pulled cards and basically gave me a bit of a reading on what the cards said. And I also had an astrological reading done, which was really interesting. I had aromatherapy massage, which was beautiful. It's just like a normal massage, but they use aromatherapy as well to help. And I've had kinesiology. I've tried so many different things. And I really did. I really do think that having that experience, being surrounded by these different practitioners was so interesting and really opened my eyes to so many different ways to heal ourselves and to heal different things that we find happening with our bodies or our emotional state or whatever it may be that we're wanting to work on. And I have been consistently getting acupuncture done ever since probably, ever since I started working there. And even though I don't work there anymore, I still go back and get acupuncture done because it just makes me feel good. It helps me to, so even though I've healed a lot of the chronic pain that I used to experience, and I wouldn't even consider it chronic anymore. It's more just something that I kind of manage through my own meditation and mindfulness practices, through rest, (laughs) through taking nice long hot showers when I need them, doing things, self-care, doing things that make me feel good in my body. I now see the pain when it does come up from time to time because it still does. I mean, all of us experience pain and tension and stress. And for me, I see this physical pain when it comes up. If I get tension in my neck or my upper back or shoulders, I see it as an invitation for me to slow down. I see it as a way that my body is telling me, that my body is communicating to me that it's time to slow down. You've done enough. You're doing too much. You need to take care of your body. So even though it's an annoyance when it happens, it's not ideal, it definitely is a gift as well because it's just a reminder the way that my body communicates to me that it's time to rest and to take care of yourself. And I mean, I could also add some thoughts here from a human design perspective. So again, with my relatively limited understanding of human design, having only really explored this modality, which I'll talk about in a moment for the last year or so, one of the main parts of my human design chart is my personality sun gate, which I'm not going to go into too much detail, but it is the 46th gate. And this is all about having a love of the physical self and the physical body. And so it's no surprise to me that I've had a lot of body image issues over the years and also a lot of physical things that I've had to work through and deal with. And this is all kind of part of what I've come here to do is to learn how to love my body and learn how to love myself. And so, 
yeah, that's just another interesting perspective and, and level that I can kind of bring into the mix here. So now I do want to talk about human design because that has been another really big part of my healing journey. And it is a relatively new system and it's gaining a lot of popularity at the moment. It's gaining gaining a lot of momentum. And human design is similar to, well, it's based off astrology. It's also based off the chakra system, which is all about the energy centers in the body. And so in that way, it's kind of related to things like acupuncture because they do work with different energy areas or meridians in the body, energy centers and acupressure points in the body. And so human design is kind of like a system that incorporates all these different systems and it can give us so much information about who we are, who we came here to be, and it can help us to know how to use our energy and how to interact with other people and how to make decisions. So I know I've done a whole episode on that. I'm not going to go into it today, but you probably know by now that human design has had a big impact on my life. And it's kind of through human design that I discovered a new modality recently because Jenna Zoe, who's the founder of my human design, one of the leading experts in human design, she did a podcast on, or she did an episode on her old podcast about Psych K because I think it's her cousin who's a Psych K practitioner. And so I was curious as I always am about trying something new. So I found this amazing practitioner in Perth. So we did a virtual, we did two virtual sessions together and Psych K is similar to kinesiology in that they use muscle testing. And again, I do not know exactly how it works, but I'm sure you can find some information online about it if you're curious to learn more. And it's all about, again, tapping into the subconscious beliefs, the subconscious mind. So really fascinating stuff. And I have had some great results so far. I mean, it's still, it's, it's kind of hard to tell when you do try lots of different things. And I'm also doing my own meditation practice and I'm also learning about my human design and I'm also going for walks and I'm also going to the gym and I'm also doing all these different things. It's hard to kind of sometimes pinpoint exactly what it is that is helping you to heal, which is why if you are interested in trying some of these modalities that I've talked about today, you might like to do a bit of research first and then pick whichever one kind of calls out to you the most or stands out to you the most that you want to try. And you might like to try it you know, for a few sessions and just like one thing at a time rather than trying to mix too many things. Because again, how do we actually know or how can we kind of pinpoint what it is that's having the greatest effect? If it's just more like noticing if we're introducing something new and we see results, then fantastic. That's great. And again, these are all things that we can experiment with and try and different things will come to us at different times or will call out to us at different times. I definitely believe that whatever tool we are needing will present itself and just like the meditation kind of called to me at that particular time, that tool called to me uh, and then also I've discovered 
like site K at this time that I was needing to work on one kind of specific thing, which was limiting subconscious beliefs. I do believe that the right thing that we need at the time will kind of present itself. So that was a really interesting modality to try. And then the latest thing that I just tried this week, actually, a few days ago was EFT tapping and EFT stands for emotional freedom technique. And I have tried it before, so it wasn't my first time giving giving it a go, but I've tried it in more of an informal way. So I've done, I've watched YouTube videos about it and tried tapping. It's often referred to as tapping. And I've also, the hypnotherapist that I used to see, she also did a little bit of tapping. So I've tried it with her before. And this is something that you will find in the holistic health and wellness space is that a lot of practitioners will have multiple certifications or qualifications. So that's something really nice as well. If if you can find a practitioner who offers multiple things or who is able to use a combination of different techniques and tools, that's really cool as well, because then you can try a few different things and they can kind of use what they think is going to be the most supportive thing. And this is a trend as well that I'm starting to find with these practitioners that I'm discovering. So the Psych K practitioner was also certified in the Gene Keys, which is, if you're aware of human design, the Gene Keys is also a very similar uh, related I don't even know what to call it, like system. The gene key system is very related to human design. And then I also discovered this EFT tapping practitioner who is certified as a human design reader. So this is so helpful because they can not only help you with this specific tool that they are trained and certified in, but they can also have that background of something like human design that I have some sort of awareness about that can, they can kind of draw from these different tools. And I just think that that's so helpful because then they can tailor it to who you are. They can tailor it to what you need and what's going to be most effective for you to get the the best results. And so in how tapping works is again it you tap on different energy meridians so you might like to if you're curious you might like to watch a youtube video i know that nick ortner is one of the leading tapping uh, experts in the field and i'm sure there's many others as well but just if you're having a look and you find something like that pop out just look at whatever looks like the most credible or the most reliable source because There's so much out there on the internet. You just want to be finding the most credible sources for this information. And so how tapping works is it can be a really effective tool for when we're feeling overwhelmed with certain emotions. When we have triggers or big emotions come up, we can start to tap on energy meridians. You can tap with an intention or with a statement And often it'll be something like, even though I'm feeling anxious, I deeply love and accept myself. And you'll be tapping on a certain area of the body, tapping with your fingers and saying the statement out loud or in your head. And what the practitioner that I saw earlier this week actually told me is that you don't even have to have a statement or have something that you're specifically 
tapping on. It can just be something that you can do to help to soothe you in a moment of overwhelm if you're feeling strong emotions or triggered. So I feel like I've just gone on and on and on and talked a lot right now because there was so much that I wanted to cover. There are a few other things that I want to mention. I wouldn't call them modalities, rather just kind of mm, therapies, therapies that you can, that would be considered alternative or holistic that you might also like to try. So I have done FIR sauna, far infrared, I think it's called, or infrared sauna. Not sure exactly how to pronounce that, but I have done that. And that's where you go in, it's like sauna therapy and you go into a confined little sauna and you sweat. Essentially, it's sweating toxins out of the body. I enjoyed that, although I do get overheated quite easily. And so for me, that was probably less comfortable. It was less relaxing, more about just like whatever was going to get the toxins out. I was open to trying that. I've also tried colonics, which is hydrotherapy. And that is where they flush out your colon. I don't think I need to go into any more details, but yes, I really liked colonics. They helped me to feel less bloated, helped me to feel like I had flushed toxins out of my gut and wherever. So yep, there's that. And then also I have done flotation tanks, which I loved. I really, really loved. And I know they're not for everyone. Some people find them uncomfortable. I suppose it could be similar to an experience that you may have with meditation. If you haven't had a lot of experience meditating, or if you perhaps don't have the most supportive person guiding a meditation, you might find that it can be uncomfortable because you're kind of just in a pool, like in a in a magnesium pool, uh, a salt bath for about an hour and you're just, I suppose, stuck with your thoughts, which for some people I understand that is uncomfortable. They can play music, so they can play relaxing music, which is really nice. And it's just like really dense I think it's magnesium and then salt in the water. So it's so dense that there's no way that you can sink. You will just float on the surface of the water. I'll just wait for the noisy car to pass. (laughs) And yeah, the magnesium helps your muscles to relax. So I have really enjoyed flotation tanks and I'm actually going to go back and do it again because I just, it's been a long time since I've done it and I really enjoyed it. And is there anything else? I'm sure there are other things that I could tell you about. I have also gone down the cognitive behavioral therapy route. So seeing a CBT therapist. Oh, sorry. (laughs) There's a hoon outside. find it so funny that people think that it's cool to like rev their cars I mean really (laughs) anyway uh what was I saying oh yes I have gone down the CBT so cognitive behavioral therapy route which was 
again, it was the tool that I needed at the time. It was what I needed um, at the time. And, you know, it's really interesting. I went and saw the same therapist, so psychology, basically, psychologist. I went and saw the same therapist when I was early on in the relationship, my previous relationship. And I went back and saw her when we split up, when my marriage ended, because I, my doctor referred me and advised that I should go see a psychologist, which was very good, a very good recommendation and advice. And it was so interesting because we had a conversation. I mean, we talked about what we had talked about when I first went and saw her, like six years earlier, or maybe it wasn't that long, but it was, it was quite a while earlier. And she couldn't obviously tell me back then she couldn't give me the advice or tell me that it was a problematic relationship or that it was a toxic relationship but with me going back and being able to talk openly about the relationship and what had gone on she was then able to say look I I did see the patterns and I did see that it was problematic and so in a way that was kind of reassuring to have her tell me that and tell me that, you know, the things, some of the things that happened in that relationship were red flags, I suppose I'll put it that way. Um, But I am going to wrap this conversation up now and I hope that it's been interesting. I will leave a list of all the different therapies and modalities and techniques and approaches that I have talked about in today's episode down below in the show notes. If you want to read more about them, you can do your own research or you might like to look at some, I'll leave some links if there is anything interesting for me to share in there. I'll just put it all down in the, in the box below. But I, again, just want to express that I am no expert. I'm not a qualified medical practitioner, but I have tried a lot of different things myself. I've had a lot of really positive results from trying more uh, holistic, taking a more holistic approach to healing things like chronic pain, things like overcoming self-doubt, limiting beliefs, working on body image. I've had a lot of positive results with things like building my confidence and also just reducing stress. I think that that has probably been the biggest thing that I've taken away from this whole journey is just how much of an impact stress has on our physical body and on our emotional body and how we feel and how we operate. And so stress, I think, is one of the, I mean, they know, we know that stress is one of the biggest causes of illnesses. And so whatever we can do to reduce stress in our lives is going to help us to heal and going to help us to feel better and to live longer and to live a better, more healthy life and to feel a greater sense of well-being. So I really hope that through the work that I do, as a meditation teacher and teaching mindfulness and sharing all the different tools and techniques that I've learned over the years, I hope that that can help other people to reduce stress so that you can live a more healthy life because you deserve that. And yeah, you deserve to be free of anxiety and of pain and of stress and 
of course we're going to experience these things from time to time and there's going to be these ebb this ebb and flow and there's going to be periods where we might struggle more with our health or we might struggle more with stress or whatever it may be but overall if we can use some of these practices and these methods to help us to feel a greater sense of calm and ease and I think that we will find that we'll feel a greater sense of well-being so that's it for today's conversation thank you so much for being here thank you so much for listening I hope it's been insightful I hope it's been helpful and interesting for you if you are wanting to explore some of these different modalities and again I am just so grateful to have you here sending you so much love and I will talk to you next week take care bye for now thank you so much for listening to today's episode I really hope you enjoyed it and got some value from it if you did please feel free to share this with your friends and your loved ones and anyone who may need to hear it I hope this episode brought you some calm amongst the chaos of life and reminded you just how worthy, important and loved you are exactly as you are in this moment. Thank you so much for being here and for being you. There is no one else just like you. So I am so grateful to have you here and I look forward to speaking with you in my next episode. Bye for now.